Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 7, everybody. Thank you for listening. Oilers now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Wishing you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Keep texting us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for over 35 years. And our uh, River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, same number, 780-496-0063. River Cree, when the province is back up and at them, they will be back up and at them. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, Brendan Escott, at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. Lots of heat on the text line. Wide ranging of opinions, that's for sure. Oilers GM texts the show to say, Bob, the Oilers team played well despite the record. They've been in a lot of games. They need to clean up some small details of their game. That's all. It's not like we've been out of every game so far. We will be there at the end. That one comes to us from Oilers GM. Uh, uh, there's some others of you that are uh, nowhere near in that uh, perspective. You're very angry. You're very frustrated. That's because you care. And uh, there's lots of challenges uh, for uh, the Oilers at this stage. This is a big three games coming up in the next four days. Then the Oilers get a bit of a break. We bring aboard Sportsnet's Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta. The 7,000 men and women working in Alberta's horse racing and breeding industry. Mark, I'm going to, uh, first of all, uh, welcome you back to the show. How are you doing? Uh, start of Dave Tippett's uh, availability, and uh, he's getting some goaltending questions. And I hate to say, but he doesn't have a lot of answers, I'm afraid. Well, he doesn't have a lot of options, and that's uh, yeah. that's part that's part of it. So, so Mark, uh, look, let's let's cut to the chase here. Uh, when the orders were eliminated by Chicago, you uh, you wrote a piece saying that Edmonton will not uh, will not uh, win until Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl uh, commit a little bit more to defense. That was part of the narrative that you put out there. Uh, the, the team is currently. Three and six. 
would that be the narrative for why they're in the position right now, or are there some other challenges that are far uh, greater to undermining the Oilers' start to the season from your yeah, perspective? No, 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 no. You can't. Any who would say that the fault of this season falls on Connor and Drysaddle being, you know, I don't even know what their plus minus is at. I'm not. It's too early for me. The top six isn't the problem. Uh, I'll go so far as to say this whole argument about reuniting Nugent Hopkins with Drysaddle that's so far down the order's list of issues right now, man. You know, so they're, so get, they're so getting get, work from 29 and 97. Frankly, they sure did last night. It's to me, they got to figure out how to win a game that that 29 or 97 doesn't win for them. That's what they got to figure out. Not that Koskinen's been poor. He's got a sub-900 save percentage. I have empathy for him. Mark Yoder's played four games in 300 days. He's now had nine starts in 16 days. How much of this do you think is just not having another guy that they can play other than Miko? Well, the thing, yeah, tons of it is. Here's what we know for sure about Miko Koskinen after watching him play now for three seasons in Edmonton. The more he has to play, the less his production is. We know that about him. He's not, uh, you know, a guy that's going to play 60 games for you, 75 games or whatever the number you want to pick. He was at his very best as an Edmonton order last year when he roughly split the, the duties with Mike Smith. And I think everyone is in agreement that if you've got a 1 and a 1A, Koskinen can be part of that. But we know, we watched him play too many games a couple of years ago, and he broke down. And and listen, no one's – it's not his fault. It's his problem. You know, no one's saying he's a bad guy or a bad goal or any of that stuff. But I, you know me, Bob, I look at the numbers and I separate the personalities. He's got an 895. I don't care what his name is. I don't care what country he comes from. I don't care what his history is. When your A goalie has an 895, you watch the playoffs on TV – period, full stop, right? Full stop. You don't win enough and hockey games with an 895 goalie. You just don't. Right, and last season he was at a nine seventeen, and he was part of a ten. He was part of a tandem before the pause hit that had the highest. You know, the owners had the highest winning percentage uh, in of the Canadian teams of the seven. Oh. Now Mont- Montreal's a way better team now than they were last year during the course of the year. That's a given. So I, I think we both agree goaltending is a challenge, and the, the management would tell you that they, you know, they have to accept responsibility for what occurred here. Like there was, you know, they brought back Mike Smith. That's an on lucky break on Mike Smith um, who the coach was comfortable with they tried to go yeah. out and address goal and they tried to address goaltending right with getting uh, the, the funny thing Mark and I'm going to get you like me, Mar- Markstrom when I was told seven years at five million I got a little bit nervous on that term length. Right now, I wouldn't be as nervous, but you know, if he was here. But you know what I'm saying? Like, give me your thoughts on sort of how they addressed and did the workaround after they didn't get Markstrom. Well, Ken Holland took two chances here, right? His first, his first risk was bringing back a 39-year-old goalie because we know 39-year-old goalies get injured, right? And this year in particular, with the ability to make a trade and to have player movement, to that risk is, you know, if it's a big risk in a normal year, it's a massive risk this year to make one of your two goalies a 39-year-old guy who has started to have some injury problems in his career the last few years. You know, uh, complicate that, extrapolate that over the fact that your other guy, we all know, Koskinen needs a good backup. Koskinen needs a, guy, a good partner for him to be good. So that's a huge risk that Ken Holland took.
huge risk. There were there were some names out there that aren't Mike Smith. You know, younger guys, different guys, they opted for Mike Smith and they took a risk, and that risk has been absolutely blown up in their face because he got hurt before the season started. And, you know, it's Ken Holland's smart. He knew the risks. He knew the risks, and he took them. And, and unfortunately for him, that one went south on him, and the other one that went south, Bob, was a protected Lagason, and they tried to sneak Forsberg through waivers that was a risk and that risk blew up on their faces and unfortunately for the Edmonton orders both those risks were in the goaltending department and they are now left with an entire organization with one NHL goalie and they got back-to-backs this weekend and honestly Bob that's and they, they gotta wear that they have to wear that that's all there is to wear to... that I'm not going to even say they screwed up their goaltending. They took a couple chances with their goaltending. Both those chances went severely south. And now they got the second best goalie on the ice almost every night. Yeah. Uh, Just as an aside, what would you think of a tandem of Merzlichkins and Miko Koskinen? Better than what they got. Okay. Switching focus. How concerned are you about the defense? Yeah, there again. And now you're trying to assuage a, a tough goaltending situation on a team where you lost your 25-minute man and some guys aren't as good as you hoped they'd be. You know, you replaced him with Barry, and Barry's been poor in his own end. Right? Was, I would not... Well, last night, was pro- last night, Mark, was probably his best game, which is at least yeah. a little bit of a positive, but the, the standard wasn't super high, Mark. No. No, he's, you know, that we knew this about Barry. And I caught a lot. Listen, Bob, you and I argued on this show, and I recall it vividly. This theory that, well, listen, the puck will never be in Barry's end because he's such a good puck mover, so we don't have to worry about his defensive play. And I took that on and said, hold on here, gentlemen. The puck isn't always out of your end. You're a defenseman. You, you're in your own end. you got to be able to defend. So to me, Barry, it's not as much that Barry's not great in his own end. That's who he is. And you knew that when you signed him. But he he has to make up for that, Bob, like the old old sure. Sandis Ozolich. He needs to you need to be able to say, Yeah, but look at all the offensive work he's getting done for me. Right? He needs to break, make up for his defensive work in the offensive zone and he hadn't done it. So Yeah, no, that's fair. He not has not he hasn't been as good offensively as I think many people were hoping. Uh, is there something to be said with giving a guy a little bit more time to fit in? Sure there is. I mean, yeah, but you know what? Running out of time here. I thought what Elliot said on your show today was very wise. I really thought those were wise words. You know how people are so stressed out in their lives here, and everyone's so sick of sitting in the house. And now you finally get your hockey team back, and oh my goodness, they're three and six. And the, the Oilers were supposed to bring bring stress relief to Oilers Nation, and it ain't, it's not very relieving right now. So there's it's time. Like yeah, you. Barry deserves a little bit of time. Bob, of course, is only nine games into this new team. The problem is we don't have time here. All right. You know, Joe, they don't have time on their goaltending. Like, do they need time? They need time. They don't have time. Something's got to happen. It's got to happen fast. Do you have confidence or not that Baron Jones' game will get better as the season goes on? It's got to get – it will get better for both players as the season is, and as their careers go on. There's no doubt in my mind that both those guys are NHL offense when they're both going to get better. The question becomes how fast, right? Yep. How fast? We know that no player ascends in a straight line, and Bears a perfect example. It came out of nowhere. He was great. He's not great this year, but he's going to get better. 
But once again, we come back to it. At 3-6 and six in a 56-game season, we don't have 25 games to wait for Ethan Bear to put, pull it together here, man. They they needed to pull it together starting tomorrow night. Uh, for the horses and horse racing in Alberta, the 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing industry, Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec. Mark, the Oilers going into last night's game. When McDavid and Drysaddle were not on the ice, were outscored 13 to 1 through the first eight games. Kyle Turris, uh, just on the baseline stat, is minus nine. Uh, I, th- I saw somewhere the analytics were hovering around 36, 37% on the shot share. Yep. Uh, he's an older guy that was brought in. I think he has to reinvent himself. Can he, do you think? Well, you're supposed to know that when you get him. <laughs> yeah. You know, I had a friend of mine that lives out east that said, anyone who watched Nashville play for the last three years wouldn't have been picking up Kyle Turris. Right? Okay. So, yeah, I want to say to, to any fan, of, yeah, the Oilers have bought enough guys out here. Right? How, think of all the players you bought out. And think of your opinion of that player when he went down the road. And I know we argued about Benoit Pouliot and guys, and we didn't think that Andre Sekera had anything left in him, but he was okay. But generally speaking, when you have a player and a big, it's a big decision to buy a player out. It costs you money. I think Nashville's paying him for six years, two million a year. That's not a small decision. So they were exceptionally unhappy with the level of play that Tourist was at, and they didn't think he'd ever get it back. That's just one organization. And Kenny Holland said, and more so I think Bob, Dave Tippett looked at his experience with Tourist and said, I think he'll get it back, and I think we can help him get it back. It's a gamble that the Oilers have taken. Now we're only nine games in. You know, we're back to the same topic here. Maybe he does get it back. Maybe those last two, three years in Nashville were a flash in the pan, and maybe there's a better player there. But we're running out of quickly out of time. He needs to help, not hurt. And right now, you know, we're, this is I wrote it, and I've said it earlier in this interview. The Oilers have to win games that McDavid and Drysdale don't win for them. And Kyle Turris has got to be part of that every second or third night. Right now, he's not. All right, uh, Mark. The Oilers have played nine games. They've played five games against teams that have uh, combined record. Let's see if I can do the math here. Twelve. <laughs> 12, 2, and 2. And they have one of the victories in regulations against Montreal and Toronto. One of the two, those two teams have only lost two games in regulation. The Leafs have lost two in regulation, one to Ottawa, one Edmonton. So the Canadians and the Leafs are 12, 2, and 2. Uh, Edmonton's played five of their nine games. And I might argue right now, after Winnipeg got Dubois, they might have the third best team in the North. So has this. Winnipeg's a really good team with or without Dubois. Right. So here we go. So what I'm asking you is, is it. You know, are we? Is it? Does it reinforce the challenge that's ahead of Edmonton, or is it tough to gauge? And people need to factor that in before totally freaking out. You know, or is the freak out totally understanding and acceptable? <laughs> well, no, I think that it's fair to say that the Oilers have had an exceptionally tough schedule. You know, look at Vancouver. They didn't look any good. They get three against Ottawa. The first game, they looked awful against Ottawa and 1-7-1. That's how bad Ottawa is. So, yeah, I think it is. You know, the Oilers, you have to say, they've played the best teams in the country here, and they haven't measured up well against them. But, you know, the path is there for them. They, what do they have, four out of five coming up against Ottawa? Yes. You know, you better win them. I mean, you're probably 100%. not going to win all four, but the pressure's on now. You know, pressure's on to play Ottawa and beat Ottawa. So, yeah, that's fair, Bob. It's not being a homer to point out they've had a very tough schedule. They have. 
But yeah. they're supposed to be a pretty good team. You know, I thought the Oilers were a pretty good team that should be able to compete with Toronto and Montreal, and that's where they've fallen short. Playing those teams isn't a problem, but beating those teams for the Oilers has been. Yeah, and for me, it's a combination of factors, not enough options in goal, some challenges on D, obviously missing Clefbaum, and, and hey, I've watched Oscar play every game that he's played for Edmonton, okay? I didn't think it would be this substantive early in the season. I thought there were some other guys that would step up, and I also didn't think the third the third and fourth lines would be ineffective as off, uh, offensively as they've been or challenged. I, I guess that's the other part for me, Mark. Like, Dave Tippett's always been able to coach defense, and the third and fourth lines are giving up chances. Like, that's that's been a bit of a surprise as well. But, uh, but anyhow. Last year, the bottom six had a rough season. Yes, they did. And this bottom six was hopefully improved. I'll ask you, Bobby, what do you do in the weekend? Who you, do you start Koskinen in goal Saturday, Sunday? No. Well, I think I start Miko tomorrow against the Leafs, and I think I give Grosnick the start against Ottawa on Sunday. Grosnick? Yep. When's the last time he played a hockey game? Uh, we know that? Sometime late in the American Hockey League season last year, probably in March. So, yeah, I mean that's, that's even tough. even even that situation is a tough one. Like if they had had if they just protected Forsberg instead of Lagacine, would oh. I mean he would have at least come in in relief against the Canadians when the Canadians were up five one after two or four one after two? What, right, you know what I mean? Like he's basically Forsberg is is a a top AHL goalie is what he is. Right? Yep. He has not proven to be a legitimate NHL backup in his career. He hasn't spent enough time up here, but he's a top AHL goalie, and you have some hope that he can get the job done. Uh, you know, Grosnick, I mean, for, forget all the stats on Grosnick. 31 years old, I think, played two NHL games. The kid hasn't played hockey, hasn't played yep. in a game yep. since I'd like to know when. Is it March? I, yeah. It's not fair. Yeah. My point is it's not fair to the guy. You put him in in an NHL game and go, okay, Kid, suck it. Well, well, maybe Miko has to play both, Mark. Uh, as for Forsberg, he did have 38 appearances one year for Chicago. He was he was the goalie victimized on the McDavid spinorama where he had an open net open net tap in for Pat Maroon, and the United Center did one of those. Did that just blank and happen? Like it was yeah, one of those. Game, remember, remember that? No, the yeah, crowd was like he had, a, uh, had a full uh, season, but yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how good he was. Anyway, listen, he'd be okay as a backup in a. He's a good number three in this weird season, and yeah. they did good work to bring him in as a number three in this weird season, and then made a mistake and lost him. Mark, thank you for your time. All right, Bobby. That it, you bet. That's Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, the 7,000 men and women employed in Alberta's horse racing and breeding industry. Uh, I'm going to squeeze some text in. Uh, just as an FYI, we're getting, I think we're over a thousand texts to today's show in the first 80 minutes. Don't be offended if I don't get to yours. Uh, there is an old saying in the car business, cars cost less than with Tasquin. Outstanding customer service is a key to business as well. Brent Rich Ford is a nine-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. The year-end event is still going on through the end of the month uh, down at Brent Ridge. Let Uncle Milt Rich, Johnny and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford lend a hand by calling 1-877-477-3673 or visit BrentRidge.com. A quick timeout We'll squeeze in a North Division report when we come back in orders now. 
Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. 126 in Edmonton. Here we go. This text comes in saying, I like that Mark Spector keeps it real. Breath of fresh air. That one comes to us for Vince, who adds, the Oilers look like crap against the Jets as well. I think the Oilers are for sure bottom three in division. The Oilers are their record, and there are off-season problems to be solved. Too late from Vince. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Another texter says, Bob, Troy Grosnick was a top AHL goalie, too. He's every bit as capable as Forsberg would be in my eyes. Spec is out to lunch, says the texter. So there's a bit of a range. Uh... Bob, would you have traded Drysaddle and Bear for Dubois and Seth Jones? Uh, well, Drysaddle's way better than Dubois. Seth Jones, Seth Jones is going to be a free agent in two years. Seth's going to be a free agent in two years. It's an interesting situation. And uh, the agent for Pierre-Luc Dubois, Pat Brisson. John Tortorella uh, skewering a bit with some comments, I guess, on radio. And now that the trade's been made, the feeling is maybe the days of Tortorella saying anything about Dubois should be over. Uh, if I was managing that team, it would be over because Pat Brisson's also got Seth Jones, and he's got Zach Wierenski. To your North Division report, it's brought to you three times weekly by Craig Hummel at REMAX Excellence. Finding your dream home, listing your old home, it all starts at soldtodayedmonton.ca. List it, sell it, move on. What do you got? Well, uh, Toronto still pacing things through nine games of their schedule. They are 7-2, and two, 14 points, winners of four in a row. Montreal continuing that road success on home ice last night. They knocked off Calgary, who have now lost three straight games, falling to sixth ahead of only Ottawa, Bob, who after winning their opening game of the season have now gone 0-6-1 uh, since and are firmly in uh, the basement of the North with their three points. Edmonton in fifth with six points. Vancouver and Winnipeg each with ten, although Winnipeg has three games in hand over the Canucks, who have uh, played the most games so far this season in the North with ten. They're sitting at five and five. Winnipeg is up next for them. All right, and, You know, uh, Vancouver, before they played Ottawa, were two and five. And the sky was falling in, and Elias Pettersson had, what, two points in the first eight games to start the the season. Uh, you know, after the Oilers beat the uh, Jets, they were 2-1 and one on the road. At that stage, were 3-4. and four. They were sitting there with a 2-1 lead headed to the third. They didn't close the deal. Or a 3-2 lead heading to the third. Did not close the deal. The team's 3-6 and six right now. We'll see what happens tomorrow night. Maybe we'll all think differently about things by Friday of next week. I will tell you, I've got a surprise coming up on Thursday. A unique... Uh, um, guest experience opportunity that uh, some of you would have never seen coming. So just a little bit of a tease there. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson. Back with Kurt Hill, the GM of the Edmonton Oil Kings, and A.J. Jakovic out of Ottawa. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.